Last time on the Arius Adventures. Manny's just like, why does his party just leave with no notes, no information? Where are you guys are going? We need to set up a system. I look around. I would also like to point out, you guys all should, in your inventory, have stones of far speech that I gave you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. You basically have fantasy walkie-talkies, bitches. When did we get that? I forget. Wait, yeah, when did we get that? I am. The White Tower. Tagoro's been using as a whetstone. Oh, hey, Blitz, before you leave, quick mm-hmm. question for you. Sure thing. Uh, was there anybody up and moving around last night? Mm, like outside of normal business tavern hour stuff? Yeah, sort of after everything settled. I don't believe so. No, I think we've got bigger things to worry about. Somebody left Manny a note. Okay, does it no say that we can't hang out with Fioria? What do you say, someone, the night after you got rescued from being kidnapped together? Like, is there an etiquette for that? Do the wolves have a rule for that sort of thing? Thank God you're alive, sex. However, as you do step out, you see a tall, spindly man. I sell lots of oddities and whatnots. Oswald Otten at your service. No, did you tell, did Manny introduce his last name to him? Of course, Mr. Wines, I have just the thing for you. Just a moment. Mr. Crogblast, Cardblast, how are you liking your gift? Tagaro. Hey, buddy. I made you something. And as I hand it to him, I faint. So it's, it's like a harness that goes over. It doesn't weigh anything when you put it on and you slap the center and you yell Morphin Time, you get a plus to your AC. Okay, so yeah, I am, uh, I might cry. <laughs> oh yeah, I am just giving Manny uh, the biggest like life-crushing hug. So where are you guys going, the palace? <laughs> I don't know, but I cradle the <laughs> sweet, sweet man in my arms. You mentioned the, the Silver Kund. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about the Silver Kund? Uh, it's just the song. Why is that something that you've heard of before? Yeah, my um, my father was obsessed with it before he died. I he never found out what it was. I and uh, always wanted always wanted to, to solve that that puzzle for him. Alrighty, with that, you guys uh, settle in for some food refreshments before you head up to the clock palace. Uh, Tagoro's just finishing up his food and uh, he spots Fiora coming out of the kitchen and you see she's clearing away some plates and stuff at a, at a table and he watches her in that you know puppy dog big puppy dog guys that he has and you hear him just like under his breath I love you <laughs> and she walks past and whatnot and asks if she can get you guys anything else before she heads back into the kitchen uh, no but you know, Tagoro, if you want to, you know, see if she needs any help while we go do this thing, we would totally understand. Totally understand. She kind of like stares at you and is just like, wait, what? And Tagoro's just like, oh, I'll totally come help. And he quickly jumps up and like almost knocks over his empty cup and everything and starts like gathering up your guys' dishes. Uh, even if you're not finished with it, he's picking up stuff and he's just like, oh, come help. I'm a help. Wait, wait. Wait, I wasn't finished with that. <laughs> so Rode just looks at Fiora uh, and goes, whispers, Tag, you're it. 
Listen, if he gets too anxious, just, just throw him like a piece of meat. He'll, you know, chase it like a puppy dog. He loves meat, uh, raw meat, whatever. Anything he can put in his mouth and chew and it won't kill him, he loves it. Oh. I know that makes him kind of sound like a puppy, but, it, you know. He's already, like, in the kitchen. You hear him dropping stuff. See? Yeah, you better go now. Oh. Okay, I guess I'm babysitting a full-grown orc man. Oh, give her some of that mimic tongue that you have there. That'll keep him in mind. Uh, okay, cool. This is going to be something. Um, yeah. Hey, look. Okay, I got an idea. Um, so... Tagoro is, he, he kind of fancies himself as like a master chef. He kind of wants to be one, I think. So I send, I'm having sent over uh, a whole bunch of um, um, iron horn ram uh, uh, fillets and, and, and steaks and meat. So for about 25 pounds, maybe you could show him how to cook it. Well, okay. I mean that that will, that at least will captivate him for some time. I mean, and he has a fancy for you. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Just you know, be nice to him. I'm not gonna be mean to him. I'm not an asshole. Don't just when you fight. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Which word counts? So where are we headed to, guys? Uh, Blitz finishes up her drink and her and uh, Kat were having a discussion while you guys were carrying on with all this. They both turn to you and Blitz is like, well, um, if you guys are ready, we can head over to the palace unless there's anything else. Are you feeling better, Manny? Yeah, I mean, I ate. I feel never better. Yeah, so if you guys, if you're sure and you're ready to go, the ladies will, uh, well, Blitz says she'll leave you in the capable hands of uh, Kat but she has to return and finish up some business over at the workshop. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Let's, let's uh, there we go. Rose just excited to have a mission again, so let's go. All right. <laughs> cool. Not a mission to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that bastard. <laughs> as, uh, as we're walking over to the as we're walking over to the castle, um, Manny mm-hmm. just kind of like lets the other two know about the note. And okay. Just ask, should I, should I go in with you guys, or like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I think it's a really good idea that you come in with us. Might yeah, shake some blues. Yeah. I mean, especially if maybe it is from your mom, which it seems like it's at least somebody that knows you, right? It's got the same right, but tattoo it's on saying there. not to go to the castle. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're with us, and so, I mean, that is true. That is a little... Well, I was thinking I could, like, go invisible and keep close to y'all, it, keep an ear on. Sure, if worst case, I mean, if we get the, if we get the, uh, you know, feeling that things are going to shake down badly, that, I mean, we, we might just leave anyway, if, if that's going to be the case, but I would like to find out what's up with this Lord Renault somehow. So, Nanny, so you you can go invisible? You have that spell, Rhoda asks? Oh, yeah. I've learned that a while ago. Well, <laughs> then that... That's how we kind of infiltrated the boat to save you. No, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I, I turned the two brawlers here 
or no, I turned the orcs into invisibility and uh, oh, oh. they snuck around and killed a bunch of people. It was kind of cool. So cool. Now that I know that you can do that, I highly recommend that, yes, when we get there, you go invisible and then you come in with us because it could also give you the opportunity to go snoop around while we're otherwise, uh, you know, interrogating. I mean, yeah. He, so he's so Rhodes says interrogating, and he sort of stops and side eyes Cat, and he goes, "I mean, having a polite, pleasant conversation with." She's kind of, <laughs> she's kind of up ahead, like about five, six feet ahead of you, and you see she's like not even really paying attention if you guys are keeping up with her. You see, she yeah, has I was kind of trying to be a little yeah. bit discreet yeah, about it. Yeah, she has a she has a notebook out, and she's like writing stuff down it looks like or referring to something you see a couple of you look over her shoulder since a couple of you guys are tall enough you see she's got a couple of sketches down on it and it looks like she's trying to like compare notes perfect so once he realizes that she didn't hear him he goes questioning and sort of changes it to from interrogation to polite conversation to questioning and sort of settles on that as a middle ground yes while we're questioning uh, the prince, you can maybe slink about and see if there's any other clues. You mean like special ops? I mean, we need you, Manny. Oh, that would be so <laughs> cool. Okay, I think I can do that. Just I like think I can do that. Ops. I don't know what special ops means, but yeah. So wait, what am I looking for? I don't know, but I hope that you'll know it when you see it. I mean, there was yeah, so, so. a reason that they told you not to come to the castle, so tells me that there's something in there that someone wants to keep from you. Okay. All right. Um, so how are we going to explain the cat when she turns around and I'm not there? Uh, well, just tell, um, tell her that you're not there. Or that you weren't feeling well and that you headed back. You changed your mind. You weren't up to it. Maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, we, so, we, um, we don't have to do for a while. We've got, we've got a couple miles to go and I don't think your spell going to last that long. Yes. Well, last for eight hours. Oh, or maybe. I mean, we kind of saunter, so. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, I have a thought too. Um, hey, cat. Hmm. She looks up from her stuff, turns around, and stops abruptly. Yeah. What's up? Uh, just wondering. So, how do the uh, palace royal people, lords, and whatnot, uh, how do they take to, um, you know, Nikojin? I know Road isn't one, but for all intents and purposes, is kind of a Nikojin. Well, we that's racist. Recent- Wait, what? I said that's oh, racist. Man, you guys, you're always trying to make me racist all the time. <laughs> Wait, what? Here I am. Tabaxi's not an ecogen. We are not the same. I know that. <laughs> Nobody else cares. <laughs> Rhodes crosses his arms and pouts a little. You, they don't know what you are. <laughs> He's a, oh gosh. I'm trying to get off to you, but I just want to treat the baby. Harumph. Well, I mean, for one, he's taller than Nico, Jim. Thank you. So, I, I mean, think. he doesn't have any human traits no, at all. He doesn't look very human y at all. He looks more like, I'm not going to say. Cuddly. Yes, cuddly. Yeah. 
so Rhodes mutters under his breath, hopefully, that no one can hear. And he goes, yeah, you hairless abominations. Jesus. He's in full fuck you cat mode. So. <laughs> his ears are slightly they are. His tail is just swishing very like, uh-huh. twitching. <laughs> So uh, Kat is just like, well, uh, we actually, my cousin and I, had a uh, a law recently pushed to be passed to have Nico Jin complete, uh, well, actually slavery in general, completely abolished here in the kingdom. So, I mean, wow. there there are oh, nice. those. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think so. Well, I mean. My cousin and I both believe that, you know, we need to set a good example for the other gnome kingdoms. I wish more would take after your example. She blushes a little bit. Well, I mean, I I helped a little bit, but my cousin is more of the, you know, he was able to get a lot more of the other noble houses on board with agreeing to it. But I, I helped with actually, like, the writing of the law. Right. Wow. Okay. Impressive. Thanks. So, I mean, you'll, you'll find a few who are a bit still trying to, um, you know, who aren't happy with the recent changes in the direction we're trying to put our kingdom. But, I mean, for the most part, my family, we're pretty, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty okay with, with Nikogen. Okay, so us going out there with with road uh, shouldn't pose any real problems. No more than what you've already encountered here in, in town and where you travel. <laughs> People are going to be curious. Uh, yeah, well, just as curious as he is. <laughs> but for the most part, roads will be, you know, welcomed like any other guest, especially since y'all are with me. Okay, good. I, ju- I just wanted to make sure that we weren't going to complicate anything with, you know, our, our current party. Shouldn't be a problem. I mean, not that I not that I care, you know, what they think about it. I just didn't want to make it more difficult for us if we didn't have to. Rhodes nah. sort of sticks his chin up and goes, well, I'm very glad that I'm not going to complicate your life, Roche. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my name's Lil Carol, so I don't Hi. know who this Roche douchebag is. Damn it, motherfuckers! Damn. We need to we need to get something going here. Every time we mess up our names, we need to do something to catch it. So yeah, right or something. <laughs> Make our way. I'm gonna. Manny's gonna try to. Um, like sneak off of the group mm-hmm. and try to cast invisibility without cat or anybody noticing around. Um, I mean, as soon as you guys are, as soon as you're all like done talking to her and you're ready to resume, she pulls her notebook out again and kind of resumes. Like she's pretty familiar with this. pretty much think like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. You know, like she's got her path memorized. Gotcha. Right. Um, <laughs> she's got her head in a book. Yes. Well, it's just, much. I gotta like kind of like do hand motions and talk and do a bunch of other things. So I don't know yeah. if it'll like, cause a 
Yeah, nobody notices you, and Cat isn't paying attention. All right. So I turn invisible, and I keep uh, close to Road, and I just kind of hold on to his armor, part of his, like, armor, to make sure that I don't lose him, and he can kind of feel me tugging on him. I was going to say, Road, you feel a slight hand, like, onto, not your tail, but, like, the end of your shirt. Thank you. See, Manny <laughs> respects and appreciates me. That's like touching Goku's tail, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do it. Uh, I love you, Rich. You're great. Um, <laughs> uh, don't worry. So, uh, he, so uh, I play a t- fellow tabaxi. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Road uh, sort of gives gives a, a, a little glance down at, at where he knows the form of Manny would be and uh, and just sort of mutters very quietly, uh, sit close, and then keeps walking with the group. Um, as you get closer to the clockwork square and palace, the roads start kind of getting a little bit wider, a bit nicer, more formal and cleaned up looking, less shops, more like residential houses and little open squares with fountains and whatnot. You step out of this main road and find yourself in front of a very large uh, fortified or walled palace, palace side. You see banners and tapestries hanging off, like with the, the sigil of the crown here. You see it is a gearhead Uh, sitting behind a a large copper throne and whatnot with a crown on its seat. And uh, you see a lot more like appropriately dressed people and whatnot in this area. You guys feel a little bit out of place in your travel clothes, but again, Kat also looks like she doesn't (laughs) belong here as well in her workshop clothes and whatnot. But people recognize her as they pass and they kind of like try to wave her down and smile or address her as princess mecha blast and she only will either like occasionally raise a hand like gesturing in a wave or completely missing people uh talking to her as she's approaching the gates before we get up to the uh, gates um i want to uh uh the Lucaris wants to have a little conversation with Road. I mean, if he lets me, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Road. Um, so you know, I, I didn't mean anything bad um, by what I was saying uh, earlier. I just, I know you've been through a lot, and it was pretty trying, and we were pretty worried for you. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I didn't want you to have to go through any more, you know, petty garbage, uh, while we're up here and, you know, we're talking with nobles, royals, uh, you know, they, they can be a little snooty, especially if any of the, the high elves are up here. I mean, I know there's some on the council, many and I talked to a few of them that are supposed to be up here, um, meeting on the council today or tomorrow or something so you know i 
I just want, didn't want you to have to be any more uncomfortable than, than you tend to be anyway. I was trying to, trying to look out for you. All right. So Rhodes sort of stares at you pretty neutrally until a couple seconds after you finish and then sort of nods his head and goes, all right, you're forgiven. And, uh, uh, gives you a little smile and goes, well, let's get on with it then. And then you guys just hear Manny snicker. (laughs) Oh, Manny, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. As you guys approach, uh, you see some guards flanking the, the entrance leading into the, the palace, these giant grand wooden doors and these two, uh, gnome soldiers in armor and whatnot. They both like, stand at attention when they see cat and whatnot and one of them kind of just like shy blush strokes shyly is just like hey princess mechaplast uh you got some friends with you today and they look up at the two of you and she's just like oh yeah they're with me so you don't have to check them and she's just like come on the guys again salute as she leads you up these large stone steps that are whitewashed um looks to be made out of like marble or something of some sort yeah you guys head into the grand hall and you see more tapestries more people you see uh lots of gnomes and dwarves and halflings uh you see servants coming and going you see a few uh human and a couple of elves and uh, you see the aptly name Your Head Throne. It is, appears to be made out of like copper or brass, polished and shining. And upon it, you see a young gnome man sitting there with um, well dressed uh, attire and whatnot. He's not ostentationally dressed, but. He definitely has the look of somebody who is adequately learning how to run a court on his own. You see, he's flanked by um, some older advisors and whatnot. Next to him, kind of slightly off to the side, you see another gnome who appears to be around the same age as well. He has like darker hair and whatnot compared to Cat and him. He seems to kind of be sulking, like he's more enjoying like a wine glass of some sort, talking to an older woman with similar dark sharp features. And uh, Cat walks straight up to the throne. She doesn't bow or anything. She greets her cousin and whatnot. You see, they kind of have a low conversation as she says something to him and then looks at you guys and gestures to y'all and then in a louder voice with a little bit more formality, she says, Prince Thendis, I would like to introduce you to some adventurers that I have met who are here to beseech you in aiding them in some information. This is uh, Lakeros, the human, and Road That Winds, a traveler from one of the uh, far-off lands, actually. He's not from here in Arius, but I have already welcomed him here on behalf of the royal family. And she gestures for you two to approach. She kind of like raises an eyebrow, 
brow quizzically looking for Manny, but she doesn't say anything. Yeah, I just give her a little smile and, and then I bow to uh, what's his name? Uh, she introduced him as Prince Fendiz. When Rhodes sees Lucaro's uh, bow, he sort of catches that out of the corner of his eye and is like, oh yeah, we're supposed to do something like that. And he sort of less bows, more like rolls his shoulders forward and nods his head uh, and uh, and then stands upright again. He uh, he actually stands from his from the throne he's at and actually like has a very warm, genuine smile, bright eyes like cat. And he welcomes you. He's just like, greetings. I'm I'm honored to meet your acquaintance, sirs. If oh, you have been you. recommended, if you have been brought before, if you have been brought here by my cousin, then you are as welcomed here by me as she has already you. Oh, well, it- Thank you, uh, your lordship. We, we we appreciate that. And you have a wonderful uh, kingdom uh, here. It's, it's it's fantastic. Very nice people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I have been working hard to familiarize myself with the responsibilities and duties that will become fully mine in time. So you're the cousin Kent's been telling us about. Are, are you the <laughs> one that, that, that put all the work with uh, um, uh, abolishing uh, sla- slavery and, and uh, against Nico Jin and, and other such nonsense? My, my cousin is very generous and putting all of that to me, she did a lot of the work for it. I merely was just able to use my influence here at court to help push it forward but I, I'm she she did all of the work really it, it's all thanks to her that we've been able to make such progress with our people well uh, between the two of you I, I think that's uh, fantastic and the, between you and I it makes um, our uh, group uh, feel much more welcome thank you oh I'm Please, I, it's the right thing that needs to be done. We hope other kingdoms will follow up here amongst the gnome lands. Yes, I hope so. Um, you, you don't, you don't mind if we, uh, if I ask you some questions, do you? Uh, please, we can, actually, I was just finishing up the more tedious formal duties here, but we can retire to more private chambers if need be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not anything, you know, too private, but, you know, you might not want to, you might be more inclined to, to speak your mind if we're in private quarters. He, uh, turns to the advisors and whatnot and tells them to let his, you know, that tell, tell his father that he'll come to check on him later before dinner to see how he's feeling and whatnot. And then he, uh, turns to the other young man who kind of sulking and whatnot and he's just like well i will catch up with you later baldus uh i hope your business goes well the young man just kind of like nods and whatnot kind of eyeing you guys suspiciously and you see he also kind of like gives a not a friendly look to cat kind of a i don't know just a douche look uh fendiz is just like don't mind him he's just he just has a shining personality. It just comes naturally to him. But please, uh, if you'll follow me in and Cat, or Cat, unless you're heading off to your little 
workshop here. He asks her and she's just like, um, I mean, I can tag along if you guys need me to, but if you're good, then yeah, I'd love to go finish up some work in my workshop. I think we're good. Yeah. Thank you for... I mean, I'll still be here at the palace. I'm just going to my own. I have a second workshop here at the palace that I do some more late night projects on. But yeah, if you're good, I'll meet up with y'all later. Uh, So Kat dashes off, uh, gives you guys one more smile before she leaves. Uh, So Manny, are you going to follow along or what would you like to do? Yeah, I think now would be the perfect time that I'm going to let go of road and I'm going to I'm going to follow Kat. Okay. Not too close, but I'll follow the way she's going. We'll be right back after the episode after a quick word from one of our other fellow podcast friends. The Dice Girls may not know what we're doing, but we're sure having a lot of fun doing it. Do my bagpipes have, like, attack damage? <laughs> if I take out my bow, <laughs> could I miss and hit Trigus? If you roll bad enough. <laughs> have we been able to see the whole time? <laughs> you have dark vision! Surprise! <laughs> what ho, ugly creature? Don't, don't mind him. Everyone's dying around me, but I can't hit anything! <laughs> are you guys gonna be okay? Honestly, I think the answer to that is always no. <laughs> Who are you? Orange some riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> Not anything particularly special. <laughs> we are the Dice Girls. <laughs> Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I rolled a four. We're gonna die. Hey everyone, it's your DM Cassie here. Before we jump back into the rest of the episode, if you haven't yet heard. We are planning our first community one-shot episodes where we invite you, the listener, to become the player. Farwin DM Rob Kerr and I are each running a special one-shot set within our worlds of Farwin and Arius for you to play in. All you need to do to have a chance in playing is to email us a one to two minute audio introducing you and sharing your character idea. You have until January 31st to get those submissions into our email at partyadvantagepodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear all the creative, exciting, and colorful characters you have to play. Again, you can email your submissions to partyadvantagepodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you've been enjoying this episode of Party Advantage, please take the time to review us on your podcast platform of choice. Reviews really do help us spread the word and grow the show so that we can keep bringing you even more exciting content. And whenever you find yourself wanting to know more about Arius and Farwind, please make sure to check out our website at partyadvantagepodcast.com. You'll find it full of character backstories, lore, maps, and much, much more. As always, thank you so much for listening. And now, back to the show. Um, As you follow her, you see, again, people are stopping to greet her and whatnot. She ignores most of them, still kind of... uh, resuming her attention to her notebook and then um, you see a young Nikogen woman 
step out from one of the uh, side doors and she's just like, Cat, how's everything going today? And uh, Cat actually comes out of it and, and sees this woman and smiles brightly at her and is just like, Oh, hi, Rin. How are you? And the two women begin discussing um, the woman Rin has like jet black hair and dark lavender eyes and you see her tail is a bit more um, fluffy and her ears are a little bit more fuzzy um, and whatnot. Um, okay. And So not like fox-like but more like poodles? More like or... a Persian cat, you know? Persian, okay. Like a long, yeah, more like a long-haired cat with fuzzier ears and a fluffy tail. Alright, I'm gonna press forward past them. Okay. Uh, as you pass by, you hear Cat ask, uh, just, they kind of, like, lean into each other, like, girls, you know, giggling and whatnot, and you hear Cat lean in, and it's just like, so how was your night with Fendis? Did, did he ask you anything yet? And, uh, the woman, Rin, starts kind of, like, giggling shyly, and they both duck into the room that Rin came out and begin talking as they shut the door do you head off on your own or do you follow the women and uh i'm gonna go off on my own okay (laughs) so you start um i'm just gonna keep going yeah straight it's gonna say is there anything specific you're keeping an eye out for Oh, my mom, for one. <laughs> um, if I see Besides her, I want to beeline it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to look. I don't know. I'm just going to go to see if any rooms interest me. Uh, possible libraries or notes where notes are taken or um, plan of actions for any, like, of the castle intel. Okay. So you're looking for what's library, study, office of some sort. Yeah, just anything. Maybe a couple rooms if I sense anything magical. Mm. Like actually I can't because I'm invisible, so I can't sense anything magical. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, um I'll come back to you. And we'll see what you discover. So, Lakeros and Rhodes, you guys follow uh, Thendiz. Um, he goes to the exit towards the right, and you see people who look like official folk pages and whatnot running, looking like they have places to be or messages to deliver. Uh, as Thendiz passes by, they like all like bow and whatnot and he just you know he he smiles at them all very you know like greets them and whatnot he doesn't seem phased at all and everything he does a little small chit chit chat with y'all asks where you're staying at here in town and oh you're staying at the gearhead how do you like uh miss or lady uh yeah lady blitz oh blitz has been great uh I mean, especially since our, well, we haven't even stayed tonight. Our first visit there, well, there was a slight altercation. Oh, that's not surprising. <laughs> so as Roche started talking about the altercation, uh, sorry, this Lokeros 
<laughs> I really need like a fine jar for Damn. this. <laughs> like, uh, so is uh, is Lucaris is is starting to talk about the altercation. Uh, uh, Rhodes just sort of pipes up and was like, "Yeah, she's been great. She's been super understanding in all things that we don't necessarily need to go into details about." <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, Miss Miss Blitz is she is a very colorful her- person. She just. Uh, her visits here to the court are always fun because she knows how to upset things with the more uh, high and mighty folk here. <laughs> I could see that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. She gets along with us, so yeah, I can see that. <laughs> We're mild boat rockers, I guess is the term. I like that. that that's fitting. Um, don't talk um, to me about boats. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Speaking about boats, um, so are are we at his little? Yeah, you guys finally come to a door that has two guards flanked on either side of it. They salute him as he passes through, and he's just like, "Tell if anyone comes, just have them wait. I'm meeting with my new guests." So um, he leads you guys in this. Very large, comfortable study. It looks cozy and whatnot. There's a sitting area with some comfortable, like, chairs and whatnot. He goes to pick up a bell, and he's just like, can I get you guys anything? Drinks or refreshment? Uh, yeah, sure. You, um, you have any of that, uh, that honey mead that the oh. Blitz has? Uh, that's some, I know, that's just good. the one you're talking about. Hang on just a second. He rings the bell, and a few minutes later, a, a dwarven page comes in, and he asks to bring the uh, the honey mead. And after a few, you know, and, and whatnot, he invites you guys to sit down. And a few minutes later, the drinks are brought, and he serves you himself. And then he gets himself comfortable on his chair, and it's just like, so, gentlemen, what can I do for you? Well, I had a few questions, and. Um... I guess before we start, um, I upfront apologize if if I offend you or, or, or say something wrong. I I don't I don't mean to. I, it's not every day I speak to nobles, so I'm not I'm not very diplomatic. Don't worry about it here. Here, you guys can just call me Then, and we'll call it good. So please be at ease. Okay. All right, Then. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what? Uh, well. <sighs> We've we've had some issues in our travels, and uh, a name has has come across uh, or, or come uh, to our knowledge, uh, Lord Renault. Um, do you? I, I assume you know who that is. Do you, do you know him well? Uh, he, you see, he kind of like is pondering for a second, like he's trying to remember a dozen names. I feel like it does sound familiar, but I'm not. I mean, it doesn't sound like a gnome noble that I, I've met, or or at least as a member here at court. He has an associate who has a snake tattoo on her neck. Yes. If that jogs your memory. Thanks again for a few moments. Um, nope, I haven't. What What's the race of, of these two people? Are they gnomes? Uh, I don't know about Lord Renault, but his associate is a halfling. Can I do an insight check to see if he's being yeah, honest with us? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. 
so that is a that is a uh, 22. Uh, he seems like he's being very like you get the impression he's being very genuine like he really is trying to like think of who you're talking about. like he he's really trying to like help you guys out you're getting that impression like he's not keeping anything being very sincere so when sort of I get the sense that I, I feel like he's he's being honest with us here Rogue asks he goes well so maybe if, if maybe if you don't know him is there I imagine that with nobility there's someone who keeps records of of family lineages uh, of of heraldry you know uh, of um, you know uh, of, of, of patents of some kind uh, is there maybe a a a, 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 a a royal historian or uh, someone who tracks these sort of things that, that we might be able to, to seek out to see if we can we have uh, the royal chronicler I can have him summoned however like I said the Renault name is not at least in this kingdom not a known name that I recognize uh, unless it's a person from outside of this kingdom i can still have the the chronicler bring his his heraldry tome and we can confer if, if you don't mind it, it it's very possible that lord renault is not a citizen of this kingdom but maybe a nearby one some with business interests here okay i'll have a few of the secretaries bring some records from the past i don't know what maybe at least within the past year of, of visitors who come to the palace and has met with either myself or my father. Could you could you do the last, um, let's say, three years? Last three years? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. That's going to take a little bit more time, but I, I'd be I happy understand. to. Well, it's a long story, but we were kind of out of the picture for three years. Um, so a lot of things happen that we don't know, and uh, we're we're trying to piece a few things together. Is I have to ask, just you know, for if this is anything that could be hazardous to the kingdom and the city itself, is this Lord Renault someone of ill repute? Or yes. To be honest, we don't know much about him other than we had a run-in with a slaver and a pirate by the name of, uh, of Carver Blackwood. Uh, and he seemed to be working with this Lord Renault character um, as though maybe Lord Renault is the true evil here uh, as opposed to uh, Carver who is just an underling. Uh, we seem to root this out and uh, to come to the bottom of it. Um, but to be honest, we know very, very little about this character. If, if it is a he or a she or simply a pseudonym, uh, or if it's a mask that someone else hides behind, we just don't know. Well, that is, that is that part is true. Um, but if he truly is mixed up in the last uh, day or day and a half of. Uh, uh, intrigues, then he is definitely someone you do not want in your kingdom. Very well. I'll, let me summon the secretaries and the chronicler. And he, like, looks completely disconcerted, like, concerned and whatnot. 
um, brows furrowed and whatnot. And he goes over and opens the, the door and uh, gestures to one of the guards to, you know, summon the appropriate folk and whatnot. And the other one, tell Father, I may be a little bit later getting to check on him and what. He shuts the door and comes back over and takes another drink of his wine. Um, if I can just ask, what, uh, <clears throat> what, what, what does this have to do with, with the boat? Like, I guess I'm just trying to understand the full picture and you guys aren't involved in anything illegal or unsavory, are you? Uh, no, not directly. Um, so, I, I mean, Road can tell you um, his end uh, uh, for sure. Um, from from my end, um, our our friend uh, here, uh, Road, and um, a new associate of ours, who's uh, Nikogen, uh, were both uh, kidnapped uh, by slavers, and we were set upon during mission of exploration. Uh, out into the ocean uh, looking for a uh, sunken city which we found uh, to be honest with you um, wait a minute are you talking about that whole like story of hidden crank and all that jazz and I can tell you that it's real and that I've been there are you kidding me yes and if you are interested in seeing it for yourself I suggest that you seek out uh, Lindock and Git and uh steal yourself for quite the ride aboard Bertha, their submarine. But... Uh, as you say that, you remember, Bertha is missing, as is yeah. the mermaid. Terrible <laughs> storm. So, as he says that, he uh, doesn't change his story. He's just gonna let he's gonna let Ben <laughs> you know, go seek out Git Ilen and maybe they can talk him into paying or funding a, a Bertha 2, a bigger Bertha, a big Bertha, if you will. And so he says, we, uh, after our successful, uh, our, our successful mission, we returned to the surface and were set upon uh, by pirates led by uh, this Carver Blackwood, whom Earlier that day, I had uh, interceded in his attempt to kidnap uh, Naomi, the young Nikogen that was uh, that my my associate here references. Uh, he and his crew uh, overcame us uh, and held us captive. And it was through the uh, the daring efforts of my compatriots and the assistance of uh, of uh, Fiona. Um, what is her last name? I'm sorry, Fiora. Thank you. Uh, Fiora. Fiora. What's her last name again? Fiora. Thank you. Steel yeah. Thunder. Fiora Steel Thunder. Steel Thunder. Uh, oh, she's the uh, the the yes, bodyguard she is. of, of Blitz, she was right? Kind yeah. enough to assist gotcha. my compatriots in our rescue. Uh, and while I was captive, I overheard a conversation uh, between Carver and this mysterious associate uh, in which they referenced Lord Renal, uh, whom Carver seemed to uh, speak of with some deference. Uh, they appeared to be in some hmm. sort of business together, I don't know what, but uh, the feeling that I had of the situation was that this Lord Renault is the real cancer 
that needs to be routed from this region. Well, that's a lot to take. I'm glad to hear that you were rescued by your friends and whatnot. Is and the Nico Jim woman, she was okay as well. She's well. She's staying at the Gearhead Tavern as well with her reunited with her brothers. Oh, that's good. I'm sorry that you came across such unfortunate events here, you know, with your recent arrival in our city. That is Honestly, that's terrible. I can't imagine how frightening that must have been. I'm only glad that we could uncover uh, this wolf in your midst uh, so that, one, you can be made aware of Carver and his crew, uh, and, uh, and two, uh, so that we can hopefully help rid you of their menace. Yes, I would hate for anything unfortunate to come about here within the city or even uh, just anywhere. That's terrible. Um, yes, I, I'm at your service in any way I can be. Thank you. We appreciate that. We just hoping to gather as much information on Lord Renault as, as we possibly can. Uh, there is the, if we can't find anything, there is the potential that we'll be uh, escorting Naomi and her brothers uh, out of the kingdom uh, for a uh, 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 over a, a period of days, uh, and hopefully we can discover more when we've left the borders. Perhaps his name is is better known. Yes, for sure. Um, as you guys are talking, the there's a knock at the door, and you see a handful of people coming in. You see the the chronicler carrying this very large tome and whatnot. He hefts it on the desk the prince heads over to around it and you see some pages coming in with armfuls of scrolls and books and whatnot and he's just like please anything that you need them to look into for you you can direct the pages here i can begin going through this tome and if i see any name that is similar to this lord i can let you go know and perhaps between the three of us we can discover something any leads to help you guys thank you so much then we uh we appreciate all your assistance and and road digs into searching the uh the tomes for for this name with sort of a secret relish as this sort of you know reminds him of what was considered school for him in his youth pouring through ancient tomes and dusty libraries nice look Haros, i assume you're jumping in as well uh a little bit, yeah. I, I kind of leave uh, a road to do his thing, um, witnessing his uh, enthusiasm for uh, <laughs> searching. I, uh, you, you know, I have to say, uh, then, that uh, you and um, your niece and, and, and Blitz are... Cousin. Cousin. Uh, are, <laughs> are uh, I don't want to say uncommonly uh, uh, gracious and, and kind, but um, it sure does feel that way. Oh, well, I mean, why be an asshole to people? You win more loyalty of the hearts of your people. You treat them with basic human dignity and 
show them a little bit of courtesy, in my opinion. I could not agree more. When Ben says, why be an asshole to people, Rode reflexively says under his breath, because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ben is just like, I suppose, but when you're a ruler and people look up to you, it just, you don't win as much loyalty. (laughs) But Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Road struggles and just goes, teaches them. He goes right back to <laughs> searching through the tomes. Very true. Rhodes Ro- Ro- had a, a, a rough a rough go. <laughs> oh, I would imagine after that unfortunate encounter he had here in town. Um, But yeah, no, a lot of it is thanks to the rearing from my mother, my or um, my father is a very progressive man. A little slow to the take at first, but he's caught on. Um, and actually to Blitz herself, she's been a very close associate of the, the royal family since her arrival 60 years ago here in Fitzfart. And we're all the better for here. Oh, I, I would agree. So she is a very, very adventurous lady. You should have her tell you her story whenever you get a chance. She's had quite the adventurous past before she settled here in Fitz. She actually is originally from Slateport, if she hasn't already oh, told really? you that. Yes. Um, well, I would not be surprised. We do know of some friends in Slateport of, of her. Oh. So that's actually how we ended up here. Good to know. She still has contacts from her hometown or her home kingdom. At this point, Rhodes sort of perks up and he goes, so what's the story between her and Den and Slateport? Den, uh, I don't know. Is that an old friend? I, I've heard her talk about him every once in a while. She only mentions him when she's telling her as she's her adventurous tale. Us, a gentleman, I believe, that she grew up with back in and hmm. still keeps in some contact with. I don't know how close the their friendship goes i would imagine it must be a pretty good one since they've known each other for so it seems to be pretty good Uh, they're they're definitely um uh, in competition with each other that sounds like blitz uh she she likes a good friendly competition with folks well she's definitely winning (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised but she's definitely winning (laughs) that that sounds like her so um, as you guys go into your investigating, let's jump back over to Manny. Manny, I want you to roll me an investigation check as you're searching around looking for something. All right. That would be a 15. Okay. So after you're sneaking about, you kind of realize that in your search, you've also gotten lost. So now you're wandering invisible. Shit. Um <laughs> And uh, you find a door that is unguarded. It looks it looks fairly heavy and wooden and whatnot. And you do see a sign up across it that says, you know, no admittance beyond this point except by, you know, uh, necessary personnel. All right. I'm going to kind of like left and right to see if anything's around. Anything? Uh, you don't see anyone around this hall. 
In fact, you haven't seen anyone besides like the occasional servant uh, in the past like 10 minutes. All right, well, I'm going to open the door silently. Maybe stealth it open. Go ahead and make a stealth check or a sleight of hand. 13, either way. Okay. Gives a quiet creak, but nothing super loud or echoey. You're able to push it open and you find a very large uh, room with high vaulted ceilings. And it looks like it has been modified to be a workroom for someone. Uh, the smell of like oils and whatnot permeate the air. Crates of metals and, and bags of tools kind of littered about the place. And you see a very large object in the center of the room with a tar big brown heavy tarp. And also a slight um, powdery smell is also here in the room. Right, I'm going to walk up to the crate that mm -hmm. with tarp over it and I'm going to take it back. Okay. Um, you peek under it and the smell of like blast powder or something is really heavy as you lift it and you see that it's not a crate underneath this tarp, but something uh, cyl cylindrical and metal and very large. Mm. And inside is like black powder. You're guessing since the smell is really, really heavy under. I do a general scan of the area. Anything else pique my interest? Uh, you see a, a crafting table across the room. Papers kind of scattered about it. You see quills kind of half still with like dried ink on them. Anything on the anything on the papers? Or just a mess. Um, you see sketches and whatnot on some of the papers as you're scanning everything. You basically see a sketch of what looks like a tugboat or boat size um, craft, but instead of sails on the top, it looks like a large balloon type object on top of this boat. Weird. You see. Uh, question marks in the margin like is this a good idea will this work uh fuel sources uh and you see like some other things scribbled out here or x'd out and then on another paper you see a large um what looks like a model modified battle cannon that you've seen from like some human larger human kingdoms they use from time to time this one appears to be much larger and uh so like blueprints yeah these are all sketches and blueprints for some of her inventions um and the sketch okay. that you're currently looking at seems to fit the description of the thing that you're kind of seeing under the tarp but without completely pulling the tarp away you can't confirm that but basically what you're seeing is a rough outline for a rocket oh shit okay well i'll I'll just kind of keep a mental note of that and nothing else in the room catches my eye. I'm going to leave. <laughs> As you go to head towards the door, you hear someone just outside of it uh, approaching and whatnot. And you hear Kat's voice. She's just like, huh, pretty sure I closed this all the way, but huh. she's right at the door and she pushes it open and you see her coming in by herself. She kind of scans the room and whatnot. She's like, I hope that 
cat has stayed out of here to find him. He probably needs fed. And she starts heading up towards the bench where you're currently at. So what do you do? Well, I'm invisible, so I just kind of like go around in a big circle and <laughs> make avoid. A, yeah, make a stealth check as you're trying to avoid her. 21. Okay, yeah, you uh, dodge tripping over any of the littered about tools and supplies and you uh, are able to slip in between the door as it's ajar as you see uh, Kat starts putting her glasses back on as she starts leaning over her papers that you were just looking at and uh, you head out uh, what where what, what would you like to do now just continue your search or try to find your way back to where you might come across your friends. I'm lost, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep searching a little bit more. I'm gonna go further into the castle, maybe try to go upstairs, if there is upstairs. Yeah. Um after a little bit more of aimless wandering, you do find a large staircase that uh, descends up and it's thickly carpeted. Alright, I'm going to start walking up. Alright. You uh, walk up for a bit and it is not as super busy as some of the hallways when you first started but it's not super empty either. Um, you find people every so often coming and going. These look to be more like housekeeping staff and servants here and there. A couple of guards placed at some point. But uh, you do find uh, three sets of doors to the left wall or to the, yeah, the left wall that you're walking past. Alright. And there's people around or? At one door you see a guard who's kind of like half paying attention at his duty you see at the middle door a servant coming out with like a basket of, of linens and whatnot passing by you and then the third door appears to be completely unguarded and occupied all right i'm gonna try to go to the one that's guarded okay and i'm gonna try to like sneak past him while he's not paying attention if i could okay go ahead and make a Stealth check. 17. Yeah. you. He, he's checking out the woman who just is passing by with the, the basket of linens. Slinking there. And uh, Lakeros and Rhodes. Rhodes, go ahead and make an investigation check through your searches. Okie dokie. So let's see here. Ooh, that's not bad either. Uh, that is a 21. Um, after a short time, you find a, a secretarial note from about four weeks ago mm -hmm. that was written. And it uh, just briefly states that the king's son, Lord Baldus Flintspark, had a private meeting with a dignitary uh, halfling woman. Baldus Fitzpark, you said? Flint. Flint Spark is, yeah. Uh, does the halfling woman have a name in the. Uh, she gave her name as. 
Lady Zima Serpentine. All right. And it said that a secretary was not required. Okay. And that was about, let me see, four weeks. Yeah. You said it was four weeks ago? Yeah. I share that note with, uh, with Lagaros. Um, and, uh, uh, I ask, uh, then if he knows of this Lady Zima Serpentine. He looks at this and he's like, mm. see, it looks like Baldus is the one who arranged a meeting with her. Um, could have just, uh, I don't personally know of this person. It could be, oh, you know what? <laughs> it could be one of his uh, <clears throat> less than reputable guests that he likes to sneak into the palace from time to time. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, I completely understand um so are you saying my mom's a whore <laughs> you might hear manny yeah you were not here for that and comment and, uh, and that's exactly what he's saying uh so damn uh so so rude asks so this boulder flinspark is he your brother then he's my half brother um my father was not has not been always faithful to my mother, unfortunately. Um, that is a flaw that I don't hope to follow suit in. Um, but yes, uh, he he's the son of one of the noble ladies here at court. Lady Galdira Flintspark is his mother and still a favorite of my father since my mother's passing uh, eight years ago. But yes, um, yeah, Baldus is my my half-brother, and he does do some duties and, and whatnot from time to time. He's been groomed to be one of my advisors once I fully ascend the throne. And yeah, he has a habit of hosting unsavory folk here. He didn't happen to be the one whose personality you described as sparkling the throat room what you- oh yeah that was good old baldus out there in the throne room uh my 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 brother hasn't made the best life choices given the opportunities he has here as maybe not as legitimate son of the king but still a son of the king nonetheless so yeah it's- he still has some maturing to do as a human being. Do you think he'd be likely to be willing to talk to us? Oh, I'm sure if I coax him, he, he will. I don't know how honest or forward he may be. He might not be comfortable talking about one of his Lady of the Night visitors. Well, we'll just have to assure him that, you know, we're not here to judge. Uh at least his part in this, of course, you know, I'm sure he's, he's innocent. I'm sure it's a, uh, uh, just a, a, a simple liaison, but if we could cross this lady Zima off our list, uh, that would at least make me sleep better. What about you, Lakeros? Yeah. Yeah. Is she a name you've come across or is this the associate you're I worried think- about? 
this might this she has the potential to be the associate i mean her last name is serpentine and she has a snake tattoo uh seems to fit up i mean hmm. might be a little obvious but we uh uh but it's bear bear's investigation very well uh he goes over and summons for his brother short time later he arrives back and or the brother is summoned he comes in doesn't look completely thrilled and he's just like brother um is there something i can help with and he spots the two of you and he's just like oh i'm too busy to entertain your guest brother surely cat can have them back and then it's just like no this i don't need you to entertain them we just they are inquiring some information and i feel like perhaps you might be able to help them out so if you would kindly please he goes over pours his brother a drink baldus comes over and again eyes the two of you as he's down so what can i help with gentlemen well uh, one, we understand that your, your time is very valuable and we don't mean to keep you. We really do appreciate your insight into these matters. I, ben was just telling us how invaluable you are. Uh, and the, oh, really? Well, at least in matters of, 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 of you know, advisement of here and, and, and what we're looking for, there's someone that we're searching for and he's mentioned that you talk to a great number of people uh, and that you might know whom we're whom we seek. Um, okay. And uh, we're we're looking for a halfling woman uh, with a snake tattoo on her neck. Have you have you met with anyone recently, or, or seen anyone recently around the castle or palace uh, that might uh, fit that description? He thinks for a moment takes a drink out of his goblet looks at you both and is just like mm. a halfling with a snake tattoo doesn't sound like my type Ooh, can I insert check that yes you can okay Ooh. 23 oh yeah he he was kind of taking his time a little bit too long with that drink. Oh, so... Okay, so... Uh, so Rose follows up with, oh, so you never met with a... And he, like, flips through some paper. Uh, a Lady Zima Serpentine, then? Mm, not that I immediately recall. Again, if it's a halfling woman, they're not my type. As far as um, well. so so, Rhodes slides the 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 secretarial note over towards him and goes. So, there must have been a mistake here. Then he reaches across and looks at that. I must have. Um, let's see. This was a private. This could have been something on my mother's family behalf. I met with as a. Aver, but like I said, I wasn't a personal visit. I want to insight that insight check that comment if I can. 
Go ahead. I'll roll high because I know this guy's a... Uh, I got a 20. Yes. Modified. Modified 20. Modified 20. This yes. guy's a smooth fucking talk. I mean, like, he is just blatant. Like, he's not sweating or fidgeting. He's just, like, deadpan looking at you guys and answering your questions, like, with a backup prepared. Hmm. You see his brother is studying him as well. But still keeping a neutral face. You're quite the smooth talker there, Baldus. I can see why the ladies like you. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least the ones you pay. Well, if you're ever looking for a good time with the right type of ladies, not sure if we can find any that might meet your preference. Uh, as he looks at you, Rhodes, but I'm sure if you're interested, I could introduce you to the right foe. <laughs> oh, I appreciate the offer. You are most generous indeed. Uh, but uh, I think there are uh, more pressing matters for the moment here. Uh, if you can recall at all what you and Lady Zima discuss, we would greatly appreciate it. And you wouldn't find us uh, uh, ungrateful. Very well. I will. I'll confer with my private notes from back on that date and see if it can help refresh anything. And you do, I'll, you uh, do that. I'll let you know. Yes. Uh, unless there's anything else, gentlemen, I have official matters to attend to. Oh, no need to keep you any longer. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Oh, yes. Look, anything for my brother. I do a partial, just head nod. Just a slight. <laughs> Is there some way that I can covertly palm one of the uh, stones of far speaking that we have? And yeah, I was thinking the same Manny thing. <laughs> to, uh, to go investigate Baldus. <laughs> yeah, um, you can go ahead and do that. Okay, so yeah, so I, I just sort of reach up and stretch. And I was going to say, you can just like touch it and concentrate on it okay. and send like a telepathic message through. You don't have to like hold it up to your mouth unless you want to. No, no, I'm going to, that I'm going to do is just as uh, possible. Hold, hold so. on, guys. I got a message I need to send to our buddy that's invisible gotta in the castle. got to send a text. <laughs> I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like sit back in the chair and sort of cross my legs and very gently reach down and casually touch the stone in my pocket and mentally tell Manny to go check out Baldus's quarters. Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook using at Party Advantage to check out fun posts, polls, and special announcements. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back next week for the Farwind Saga run by fellow DM Rob Kerr. Will the party find an advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then. <laughs>